1: podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's a girls, it's Michaela, and it's Tirsten. I know Tirsten hates when I do that, but I'm going to stick with it anyway because I love that intro so much. I don't care if I talk about myself as a third person anymore. All shame has gone out the window at this point. <laughs> Cheers, It's Friday. It's Friday, then. It's Saturday, Sunday, what? How you doing, It's
0: Friday, then. (laughs) It's Saturday, Sunday, what?
1: I really wish you could play that song on our YouTube
2: channel, but we'll get demonetized. I woke up ready for pumpkin.
1: Pumpkin? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Because,
2: so, the Cardinals play a preseason game tonight, and I just associate football with the fall And I woke up like, I don't care who's going to be on the field tonight. Like, there's football happening tonight. I don't care if it means anything or not. Yep. Football's happening. And I, like, woke up. and I'm just like, man, I need a pumpkin spice latte right now. Yes. I want fall so
1: bad. I literally feel that in my core. I'm so glad you brought that up because fall is my favorite season. I am so tragically sad that we don't get to watch the leaves change in Arizona. But there is literally nothing better than sitting on your couch all day on Sunday watching football nonstop. Drinking a pumpkin spice latte under your covers on the couch like elite. Have you never
2: been up to Flagstaff in the fall? It's the most beautiful Mm-mm. thing ever. You no. ever been
0: they... to upstate New York in the fall? Uh, you that guys, I literally lived, lived in
2: Colorado wow, for
1: 18 years. <laughs> the fall doesn't get any no, better I, not than gonna... the Rocky Mountains. Oh,
0: bullshit. Oh, or what, is, what would what Kirsten say? Bull poop?
1: Yeah, um, bull poop.
0: poop. Buffalo's poop. Uh, fall in upstate New York is like, in the northeast Sean I lived
1: in the Rocky Mountains on the I lived backside in the of northeast. a 14,000 foot mountain apple
0: apple picking no, and all fighting. the maple we're trees and the, and the red leaves the orange leaves the colors you're gonna
1: start a it's war you need a to insert your face it's into not this. even a fight at this point <laughs> I don't think I can sadly <laughs> you can't?
0: no sadly not no. without
1: great effort I'm gonna get ready for everything. a producer decides though um, look at right, look at cheers. this look
0: at this thank you elizabeth
1: before i literally go throttle sean for thinking that upstate new york is better than the rocky mountains in fall I,
0: it, i'm not saying it's in general <laughs> upstate new york is literally the best josh oh my, my dog my dog
2: you are all <laughs> bad <banned. laughs> i was also not comparing flagstaff to literally anywhere else that has four seasons but it is beautiful in the fall and you definitely can see the leaves change so that was my point okay
1: well don't forget to leave us a five-star review hit that subscribe button and the like button on YouTube right right now so you don't ever miss anything that we do, especially TPSP on Friday. But speaking of pumpkin at Cheerston, do you know who makes the best pumpkin porter on the face of the freaking Shoot. planet? Four Peaks. Four Peaks pumpkin porter, baby. It's pumpkin season and I am so freaking amped. Are they, they have serving it yet? I think so. I think they have it out, which I am super Ugh. excited about because I don't really drink porters, but that is the exception to the rule because it is so delicious. It's like You can't not drink it, you know?
2: You know what I'm saying? It's absolutely delicious. I feel like I am, like, setting myself up for, like, an interesting night when I drink pumpkin beer, though, of any sort, because it's so good. I drink... I always end up drinking too much. Yeah, I feel that.
1: Well, we are partnering with Four Peaks, as you all know, and we are searching for our next Toast of the Month Sweepstakes winner. Enter to win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com or click the link in the show notes. (laughs) Show notes. Show notes. Must be 21 or older. Enjoy. responsibly. All right, Tirsten.
2: Ma- Mac, are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Are you ready to get down in
2: the DMs? Let's do it. Y'all got down in our DMs. We asked you some questions. <laughs> Respectfully, I well, might add. we asked add. you to ask us some questions, rather. Um, and yes, we always keep it respectful. Thank you for being respectful <laughs> Thank in you our for DMs. being respectful. <laughs> it's a rare occurrence these days,
1: but we appreciate the respectful <laughs> DMs.
2: Uh, yeah, we got lots of awesome um, DMs from you guys. Uh, lots of questions that we are going to attempt to answer here. First and foremost, this is very much an attempt to answer because nobody freaking knows. Yep. What are the chances of KD coming to Phoenix? Thank you, Josh, for answering that question. Josh the is in realistic our comments too. Yeah, realistic chances.
1: Ooh, this is tough. Cheers. What do you think?
2: Dude, at this point, <laughs> I, I don't even know if I want Kevin Durant anymore, to no, be honest with you. No, you can't say that. We're gonna talk about it later in the show, and I'm gonna... I've got my opinions. I feel like he kind of took it one step too far in this whole saga. So I I genuinely just don't even know how I feel about the situation. It's dragged on. I have like KD fatigue at this Mm. point. Like, I don't want to talk about it. We did see, and there's been some rumblings that he might be in Phoenix right now. Mike Drecke saying, hearing KD landed in Phoenix around 7-ish PM, has a driver who also provides his security. Technically, he can't meet with the Suns without permission, which does not preclude him from talking to Suns players. So KD uh, in the valley? Well, no, yeah, no confirmation for sure on that, but people are talking. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Maybe he's trying to show James Jones that like he really wants to be a Phoenix son. Yeah. And this of course know. comes on the heels of him telling
1: the owner that he can pick between him or the coach and the GM and he has to choose. Yeah. So, so
2: that I've got that's what I was talking about. I've got some strong opinions on that. But yeah, so he's basically giving ultimatums at this point. Um, like I genuinely no longer have a pulse on this situation. I don't know. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I genuinely
1: thought that I had a strong inkling of where this was going when it first started happening. But now we're at this point and it's gotten to the boiling point, I guess, where Katie goes to Cy and is like, look, you have to pick between Steve Nash, Sean Marks or me um that's kind of I mean wow that's that's escalated to a point that I didn't necessarily think it was going to get to I definitely thought we would have had a resolution to this way before now um which again might just be my like ignorance with how quickly it takes to get superstar
2: trades done in the NBA so he
1: requested a trade
2: June 30th it's August 12th I'm kind of wondering what the holdup is here like you had to have known that Katie was going to put up a fight. So in my opinion, if it was that, like I am not sure that they're making the right move by holding on to him as long as they have because it doesn't seem like Katie's going to stop his fight or be happy there or whatever the case is. So like at this point, I would just be like, let's just move the guy.
0: You could argue that the ultimatum is a de-escalation though because originally he was like, I want out. Doesn't matter what happens, I want out. And now he's like, you can keep me. You just got to fire the two most no. important people in your no, front no, office, no, no, basically. No.
2: Gosh, I like I, we're doing another segment later on, and I have <laughs> so many thoughts on this whole thing, and I'm like trying to keep some of them in. Um, I have a lot of thought. That is not de-escalation whatsoever. You are throwing people under the bus at this point. And I will expand on that later on in the show. <laughs> that is just a little teaser. So stay tuned for the rest of the show because we got a good one for you today. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, realistically, I just like
1: I wish I had a better like I just don't. I really don't know. I think it could go so many ways. I mean, realistically, at this point, it's going to take multiple teams to get this done because the Nets have made it very clear that they're not. As interested in the pieces that Phoenix has to offer as we originally thought they would be, meaning Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, four first-round draft picks, whatever it might be, it just doesn't seem like the Nets are biting at that. So you have to involve one or potentially two other teams in the trade to get Katie here and obviously that's probably gonna take a while because there's so many moving pieces in that but i mean
2: unless they're just like you know what this guy's a freaking headache just take him like give us no they wouldn't it doesn't matter how much of a headache he is He is a superstar player like a top a superstar player that's never gonna play for you so get what you can for him while you can like i don't know is it better that he's just gonna sit out a season potentially and, and you don't have him or anyone else or see what you can get from him at this point. Like, I don't know. I, at some point, like, there's got to be, like, something's got to give. Something has yeah. to give at some point.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think they would want to get to the point where Katie's still on the roster, but sitting out or doing whatever he wants to do to avoid playing for Steve Nash and Sean Marks. But I just, ugh, I don't know. And the fact that he's here also kind of adds, well, potentially, potentially here, according to Mike Jarecki, Um, Just adds like another layer of complexity to this already extremely complex (laughs) cake of... (laughs) trade rumors I guess and I think it, it makes me even more like I don't really have the same fatigue you do like I want Katie here at all costs and I haven't given up hope that he can get here so the fact that he is potentially here in the valley now just kind of like makes me even more excited about this whole thing and for whatever reason that he's here whether it's to meet with Devin Booker to find out more about the team or to show Monty Williams and James Jones that he's very serious about playing in the valley I don't know what his reasonings okay, are hear if he me is out. here but I'm all for it like what? good for you
2: how Big of a like a flex slash slap in the face would it be to just like trade him to like the worst team in the league for like nobody and just be like here you go Kevin I don't think they would do that though I think Sean Marks I, is smarter than that I'm just saying I don't think they're gonna do it I'm just saying entertain it for a moment like, that would that would be, be the ultimate flex that would be interesting I'll uh, <laughs> you want to cause it. some chaos in the NBA the
1: drama um but yeah so i mean if we're putting percentage on it to answer josh's question of like what the realistic chances are i genuinely think i have it at like 50 50 like i genuinely think it could go either way and the fact that he's potentially here in the valley definitely makes me want to lean like 60 40 but i just don't want to get too excited because i'm an internal optimist and being an optimist as an arizona sports fan has done nothing but upset me my entire (laughs) life so
2: that's where i would put it what about you cheers yeah, I mean, your guess is as good as mine at this point. I don't, you know, I just don't know. Yeah. I don't. But I also don't know. I don't know what is going on in the Nets' mind anymore. I don't know where this, how the Suns feel about it anymore. Like, I, I just don't know. Like, anytime I yeah. thought I had a grasp on it, like it's just led to nothing. So again, like June thirtieth is when he requested that trade. Like, yeah, we're really far into this. So. We attempted to answer that question for you. I think, I, don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe Katie's just here to enjoy the beautiful Arizona summer. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Else. I thought you were going to say like Scottsdale. Like <laughs> Oh, Scottsdale well, that has too. To offer. <laughs> you never know. Um, all right, let's move on. Does Kyler Murray have what it takes to lead the Cardinals to a Super Bowl? Thank you for that question. How do you say that name?
1: Um, I don't know. I'm not going to try it.
0: Well, the at is Xavier. Okay.
2: Um, go with Xavier All right. I'll, we'll go with Xavier. Xavier 13, Javier. 20. All right. Maybe it's Javier because it's Lejahav. Lejahav. Oh, okay. We Good don't point. know. We're a, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> <It's not. laughs> does, does Kyler have uh, what it takes to lead the Cardinals to a Super Bowl? I think so, yes.
1: I think maybe not this year. I think this year, hopefully, they'll get further into the playoffs than they did last year. But I think he has a extremely high ceiling. And I've said this before on previous episodes, but I don't think we've seen all that Kyler Murray has to offer yet. I don't think he's hit his ceiling. So the potential of what he has to offer really does intrigue me. And I think as long as he can keep his head down and kind of stay out of the media circus that has been circulating the past couple of months and really focus in and do at least four hours of study each week film study each week um I think Kyler can do it I think he's extremely talented he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL and we all know the NFL is a quarterback's league so I think he can I don't know if it's this year hopefully within the the terms of his contract extension obviously um but I think he does and I think he will
2: yeah I've said this before I don't think that he has the ability to single-handedly take the team to a Super Bowl um but Kyler Murray is a very talented quarterback, and if he continues to improve the way that he has each season of his NFL career, I think we're going to get a Kyler Murray this year that we haven't seen before in the past. Yeah, and I'm talking about like not only like skill set on the field, but like the intangibles that go along with that as well. You know, I'm not going to get into leadership, but I think he's going to make another big jump in all aspects of his game. And so do I think that he could be the quarterback on a Super Bowl championship team? I do. Do I think that he's a guy that you insert anywhere and all of a sudden you're just a Super Bowl caliber team? No, I don't. Um, But yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's the franchise quarterback here for a reason. He was signed to that long term big money extension because the organization has faith in him that he can be that guy. So Yeah, I don't think, like you said, I don't think the
1: Cardinals would have signed him to that contract extension if they didn't think that he was going to be able to deliver them a Super Bowl title while also paying him all that money. So um, I think he can. It's just a matter of when.
0: I think an important caveat to that question, though, is can he lead the Cardinals to a Super Bowl? And Personally, I don't know if I trust the Cardinals to put him in a position to win a Super Bowl. I think he could lead a team to a Super Bowl, but I don't know if he could mm. lead the Cardinals.
2: Exactly. Mm. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't think, like, Kyler Murray in and of himself is going to lead any team, including this Cardinals team. But But, I mean, really, who has that ability, though? Tom Brady? But like, Tom Brady has. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a, yeah. There's several quarterbacks out there. I don't think that he's like.
1: Yeah. But they also, like, to Sean's point, those teams, like, the Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they put, Pieces in place around their quarterbacks to also make the team.
2: Yeah, but he both has pieces. He has pieces.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at Josh Allen. He obviously hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, but they gave him Stephon Diggs, and it completely changed his career. Obviously, Tom Brady in in Tampa, he's had he had one of the best receiving cores in the history of the NFL. Yeah, so um, he's
2: got guys like DeAndre no, he got you know, Hollywood Hopkins, and D-Hop, Hollywood so, Brown.
0: I mean, this is like you said. This probably isn't the year, especially with D Hop being out for first yeah. half of the season. But like next year, you have. Arguably one of, if not the best, one-two punches of receiving core in the NFL. Yeah, so I definitely agree. pieces are limited. I
1: just get worried when it comes to the Cardinals because they were so aggressive last season in bringing in JJ Watt and Zach Ertz and other pieces, and then uh, James Conner, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then this offseason, they just—it feels like to me like they punted on the season before it even started. Like they were so quiet in free agency and the offseason signings, and I was like, okay, guys, like I, I get that you think that the team is good, but there's still some. Major position depth lacking in that they could have addressed in the offseason that they didn't. And so I'm just constantly confused about what is going through uh, Steve Kim's head when he's making these decisions because how can you be so aggressive a season ago and then this season you barely do anything? I don't, and I don't think, think they, they have
2: expected, the pieces. I don't think anyone expected them to be super aggressive in the offseason this year. Well, not super. I expected them to
1: bring in some bigger <laughs> names than they did for sure. For sure, for sure. So I just don't. I mean, I kind of see where Sean's coming from when he says he doesn't think that maybe the Cardinals are gonna do what it takes to put the pieces around Kyler to win a Super Bowl. Because if we're all on the same page that Kyler's not enough to win a Super Bowl on his own, do we have the confidence in the Cardinals to be the organization that's going to put the pieces around him to be a Super Bowl contender? I
2: I, th- I mean I think yes. I think that there's the jury's still out on Cliff Kingsbury for sure. His in-game adjustments, you know, him with a reputation of having teams die down at the end of the season for sure. Like, can we get over the Cliff Kingsbury hump? Like, I think that's definitely still a question mark. But outside of that, like, this isn't a bad roster by any means. There's definitely some question marks, but you also have guys that can very well exceed expectations that are like very talented guys that have the ability to exceed expectations. So, you know, whether it's this year or whether it's next year, like, I think the Cardinals can be right there in the conversation now I don't know are they as good as like the Rams certainly not I, I don't think that I mean like mm-hmm. they would they'll have to make some uh, like get some more names on the roster or, you know whatever but if you just take a look at what at least the offensive side of the ball brings to the table and will bring to the table at the end of the season I can hang with the best of them that's fair um okay let's move on to the next question which sport i like this one (laughs) from elizabeth thank you which pro team has the most irritating fan base oh we're going a little out of order okay all right which pro team has the most irritating fan base besides la teams oh this is such a great question all right you go first then
1: (laughs) um i mean it's pretty easy for me well okay i actually have a couple different answers based on the sport so the most irritating fan base in hockey to me is the St. Louis Blues. I hate Blues fans. They think that they are the best thing since sliced bread because they won the cup a couple years ago and they're so entitled and they're so whiny and it drives me absolutely nuts. So I hate Blues fans. Um for baseball uh ugh red sox
0: <laughs> no that's not even close <laughs> to true and yeah, you know yes, that's not is. true I don't sh- it's the new york yankees shot? they haven't won a world Series. No, they've won world yeah, one, one world series this century yankees for It's for one world series since um, 2000 it was
1: between, i shot i don't care i don't want to hear it i think it's red sox fans i think they're the absolute worst with their stupid boston <laughs> accents um but i've also you jaded just hate because, boston people no i'm jaded because of 2007 you're world series you a red
2: sox fan
1: yes it's so annoying So I think the Red Sox fans are the worst. Actually, I think any group, like regional group of fans that are the worst are New England fans. Anybody who supports a New England team, I can't. They act like the most crybaby victimized fans in all of sports. And they are literally tidal town over there. And they are the worst. I hate New England fans. I don't care if it's the Patriots, if it's the Red Sox, if it's the Bruins, if it's uh, the Celtics. All of them suck. I have I no issue with New fans. England. I,
0: I only thing hate I will it. say about New England fans is at least that at least their confidence is like warranted. Like they've actually won a lot of things. But they don't have confidence. though.
1: any slight inconvenience that happens to them, it's like the world is ending. And Such I'm like, as. Get over yourself. Like, I have no so such
0: as give me, give me. I need an example.
1: Like when Tom Brady lost a single game one season, they were like crying, like the world was over. It's so obnoxious. oh I can't stand New England fans. Sorry, but that whole region is trash. Throw them all away. They're second worst compared to LA. <laughs> That's
0: not true. Cheers.
2: I, I, yeah, I disagree with that for sure. I have no issues whatsoever with New England. Um, I do think Yankees fans can not be great i also think cowboys fans are really obnoxious like that's boom yeah that's that's the fan base for me cowboys Cowboys fans are
0: the yankees fans of of football
2: yeah 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 good point i mean first and foremost like you asked that question without the um the um parentheses shit is that what that's called yeah yeah parentheses okay jeez i was like what without the parentheses saying like like outside of L.A. fans, like I'm going L.A. Oh, yeah, L.A. by far and away, but if I have to pick someone outside of L.A. Yeah, I'm going Yankees and Cowboys for sure.
1: I
0: know the Southwest is jaded towards uh, L.A. fans, but I really don't think L.A. fans are nearly as bad as... New York fans—they're
2: like disrespectful, though.
0: Yeah. Too. You, oh, <laughs> have you been in New York City?
2: Well, that's true. That's Eagle, all they Eagles do. Eagles fans are also the worst.
0: Eagles just fans suck. They're um, so
1: abrasive and so mean. I hate.
0: Um, I hate all of kind of like the Rust Belt teams because none of them are really good at anything. Um, yeah. But Cowboys fans are definitely the worst because they literally—they have not won anything. Yeah. Um, plus, the worst kind of fans specifically are the the Yankees, Cowboys, Lakers, yes, yeah, fans and like also those people, like the
1: LeBron and Tom Brady fans, like fans that are just fans of Tom Brady, doesn't oh, I care love what Tom team Brady. he goes. No, I hated Tom,
0: Tom Brady. Brady for all of my life because he was a Brady patriot and he ruined my life. Every single fiber of my being. I like Tom Brady a lot. I respect him. He's the best quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fans
1: that like don't have a team allegiance and just like support LeBron James or Tom Brady wherever they go. I worse, respect that because
0: when it comes to basketball, kind of like that like i root for players more than teams no. in particular
1: No, pick a team um, and stick with it
0: for the record though you're all wrong the worst fans are university of arizona fans <laughs> oh we're gonna like be the arizona this year oh we're a good basketball program win a national championship <laughs> like recently please
2: i'll take that i'll take that <laughs> all right let's move on to the next question who will last longer in Arizona Cliff Kingsbury or Monty Williams this question from Ryan thanks for the question this is a very this easy question for easy me. question for yeah
1: me. Monty by far and away Monty yeah. has proven way more than Cliff has proven and he has earned more of that contract than Cliff Unless ever has earned
2: they like win a title next year and he's just like I want to spend time with my family yeah and that's retire. true yeah
1: if we're talking like solely like performance based, and the team decides when their time is done, Monty will last longer than Cliff does by miles. But I can also see Monty wanting to retire after he wins a title and just you know right off into the sunset with his ring. And I his would say, if the,
2: yeah. If the question is who will have the like the opportunity to last longer, like I yeah, think it's that's all a good way to on it. Monty. Yeah, for sure. If he mm-hmm. decides to you know walk away or whatever, like I would get that too. Listen, yep.
0: if the if the Suns don't like win a championship and they like they get knocked out by like the Mavs in the first or second round and the
2: oh so he's on the hot seat well, no, right no, no. all I'm saying all, all
0: I'm saying is that the the Cardinals have a have more room to grow so like even if if they if the Cardinals just win one playoff no, game this, this year argument
1: is ridiculous I'm um, listen
0: <laughs> if the Cardinals win just one playoff game this year Cliff saves his year safe seat for another year if the, if you get the ma- if the, if, the, if South- the Suns get the, bounced
1: out of the playoffs this year, Monty's not going anywhere. If the
0: Suns get bounced out of the playoffs early and then they do it again the next year, I think there's a chance that... I, I, I agree with you that I think Monty, if you're looking at it right now, Monty has a better chance, but I, th- I don't think it's like as clear as you're making it. I think if Monty... If the Suns struggle for two straight years and Cliff manages to win one playoff game this year and then two playoff games next year, then like even if they're not getting to a, a Super Bowl they're, and they're showing progress and the, the Suns hit a wall... Cause like I mean,
1: I think you're off your rocker.
0: I think think it
2: would take a lot. I also think the players would advocate. Like I think the players would advocate. Like no, we don't. We're why are you? Why would Suns you get rid of ride our ride or coach? die for coach? Yeah, Wait until
0: like, Kevin Durant is here and he's like, it's yeah. me or Monty Williams. And then it's like, <laughs> you, you never know. Uh, well, Touché. the
1: question is easy. That's, I don't care also, what kind of that's like...
0: That's also the thing too with basketball is it's a lot more like one player can be like, I don't like this coach. And then it, it things like, I mean, look what happened with him, with Monty and DA. DA's got this contract now. If things get like really bad... And they have, they have. They
2: would pick Monty over DA. I'm in just a saying, basketball. Sean, your I, arguments I are have not, thoughts. I have thoughts. I'm going to say thoughts later on in the show. I'm just saying, just basketball
0: is a more of a a player doesn't like a coach and he can be gone. I don't think that's necessarily the case with that's football not, as much.
2: That's, that's not, not the case, we're not oh it's Sean, case. It's
0: more a case. It's more true. David, with,
1: can you mute his mic, please? It's more
0: a case with basketball than it is with football. hundred percent. There's David, 52 people just, on a football roster. Mute his mic 15 on a basketball <laughs> roster.
1: All right. Anyway, the answer
2: is Monty and nothing could change my mind. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> um sean we respect your opinions um <laughs> no we don't not today um <laughs> uh, michael asks which sport would be the recipient for the coolest slash entertaining benefit if the athletes were gopros the whole time so which sport would be the most entertaining to have athletes wear gopros on their heads
1: hockey for sure i think I it's just- football
2: <laughs> i think it's football have you ever wanted to see a cat ke- like a catch from like quarterback releasing it all the way in the air where their eyes are at and then goes right into their like chest for a catch. I, I just want to see you. hockey
1: players beat each other up. I, I just want to know what it's like to see them like swinging fisticuffs on ice on skates, like beating each. Other.
0: I don't know why, but as soon as I saw this question, I was thinking like their lives off the ice, like are like oh. off the field. I don't, but that I, now that you say that, I'm like, I don't know why I thought that because I, I was just like, obviously <laughs> basketball, right? But then you said hockey and I'm like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh yeah, I think hockey would be pretty dope.
1: Yeah, I want to see them skate. I want to see them score goals from their perspective just because like hockey is like my favorite sport to watch live, but it's so hard to keep track of the puck sometimes because you're at like a higher vantage point. Um, So I would love to see that from their perspective on the ice, like, and I think hockey is the hardest sport to play because you're literally on knives on a slippery surface, like People are beating you up, like hitting you into boards. Like I just, I just would love to see like that from that their would perspective. Like, your
2: your camera would be blinded; like you wouldn't actually be able to see. You're the... thinking too
1: much from a perspective like a per- production standpoint. Josh, you know, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Josh
0: makes a good point. It's gonna be hard to get good video. I will say, a either a catcher or a goalie would be incredible. Oh, like to goalie. see a hockey goalie, his perspective of like saving shots. I think that would be super dope.
1: Yeah, but you're going football cheers.
2: I mean, I think so. I think it's. I mean, I just feel like you would get some really cool actual footage. That's the way that I perceived all of it. Like, I don't think that you would get the same, the 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 perspective that I think you're thinking you would get. You couldn't actually get from a GoPro. Like, I'm looking mm. at it from a very realistic aspect.
0: Yeah, I think you got to look at it more like not necessarily specifically a GoPro, but like if you have like cameras like built into the helmet type thing. I think that you like and you could if you like you actually can get good footage what would it be and not don't worry so much about the production i believe thing.
2: the question was a gopro no
0: i know but i'm just saying in the <laughs> spirit of the question
2: <laughs> <sighs> okay i'm with you i mean i think literally any sport would be interesting to be honest with you um uh, but yeah i like i like hockey For sure. i think if you want to hear shit talking like uh hockey and football are going to be your best bet mm-hmm. to get shit talking
1: oh sure.
0: basketball too if you got if you got a like just a mic strapped to somebody and you, mm-hmm. the stuff that they're saying like the free throw line mm-hmm. snowboarding too some like extreme sports would be really dope
1: all right, next question.
2: <laughs> uh, all right. Josh asking, if you could have anyone as your pickleball partner, who would it be? I have like a really easy one. I think I kind of mailed it on this one, but it's just what it would be. And what it's Larry it? because he's, Larry? he's a really good pickleball player. And really? He, yeah, he loves pickleball. I did not know that.
1: Well, I was in the same vein. I was going to pick J.J. Watt because that whole story of uh, his brother getting beat in pickleball by some <laughs> random lady is... Um, and went viral on Twitter and JJ was talking about how he beat his brother um playing pickleball. So I was gonna pick JJ. So we kind of Okay, went up the you same and route. JJ
2: Watt against me and Larry.
1: Oh sign
2: us up. JJ oh. and Larry if
1: you're listening, which we know you're not. Meet us <laughs> at the pickleball court. That's
2: like, what's the version of that'd be like the match for yes? It's like a
0: it's like a pro am. Who wins though? Who do you think wins?
1: Oh, me and JJ
2: for sure. I really? About
0: that. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I don't know how good those two are, but I feel like one of you is way better at pickleball than the other one.
1: Uh, well, we won't say who. We'll keep the <laughs> the users guessing. The listeners guessing. Uh, but speaking of pickleball, shout out to our friends at Pickleball Kingdom. They hosted our all staff meeting so yesterday, and oh my god, I had the time of my life, which I think is a monumental statement coming from me because I thought pickleball was so lame. I roasted Cheerson for weeks roasted about her pickleball. I thought she was a granny. Um and then I got out there and I played pickleball and it was like the best time of my life. It was so much fun. Pickleball Kingdom was great. The facilities are beautiful. It's nice and indoors so it's air conditioning so you can go play pickleball whenever you want and it was seriously so much fun. I can't recommend it enough. If you just want to go for a workout, get a group of friends together, go for a corporate event with your company, it was a blast
2: yeah and the best part about it is it's air conditioned. and we were talking about at like right at the end we played 10 games we were exhausted we were like hey we should come back on saturday like it was that much fun and they also give a free lesson too Mm -hmm. um i believe it's very helpful for me (laughs) yeah so like i think it's with a membership but it was like they, they told you and explained like broke down like how to play the game all the rules and I've been playing pickleball for a little while and there were rules that I didn't even know like I just tried to pick up the sport by simply just playing and watching other people but they really broke it down so even somebody who like plays pickleball I got a lot out of it uh, we just had the best time and we're not just saying that like. Uh, we were like, Michaela, Mika- you and I were literally like dancing in the car, like all smiles, yeah, like so we much were on fun. cloud
1: nine. <laughs> it's be- coming from the girl who doesn't like her heart rate to get above 80 beats per minute. I had a great freaking time. <laughs> um, check out more information at pickleballkingdom.com
2: if you want to learn more or sign up to play. All right, let's move on to our next question. Uh, where do you see ASU and Arizona football finishing in the Pac-12 this season? Who has the higher ceiling when it comes to potential wins? Any chance of a bull bid for either team? And that is coming from SCO Buffs slash Broncos. Hey, love that combo. Um,
1: I have Arizona finishing fourth in the Pac-12 South and Arizona State finishing fifth in the Pac-12 South. I think Arizona has a little bit of an edge on Arizona State <clears throat> this year in the terms of the talent that they acquired. Um, Arizona went on the freaking road and pulled in some huge names this offseason. Um, they got Jacob Cowing from UTEP as a transfer who I'm really excited to watch play. I think he's probably going to be one of the best wide receivers in college football this year. So I definitely think Arizona has a little bit of an edge and that kills me to say, obviously, because I went to Arizona state, but I just think I have a little bit more confidence in their head coach the recruiting that he's done and the talent that is on their roster, I think there's a ton of question marks when it comes to Arizona State. Um, I'm not quite sure if Herm's necessarily the guy anymore. They had a ton of transfers um, from their roster this off because of various reasons. Obviously, the recruiting disaster and the NCAA violations caused a lot of that. Their weird stance on NIL caused a lot of transfers, um, and in turn of the because of the crazy recruiting violation, they didn't get. A lot of um, four-star, five-star commits. Their recruiting class really wasn't that great. Um, And also, they have a new QB coming in, and we haven't seen anything from him yet, so I'm not sure what to expect. Obviously, he's got a high ceiling, but I just don't really know what that's going to deliver. So, I do have Arizona edging out Arizona State this year in the Pac-12 South, um, and that's what I got. I think they're
2: both... Bottom of the barrel pack 12 teams. But I think that ASU has the potential to really exceed expectations. I'm super high in Emery Jones. And I do have a little bit of an SEC bias. So if you're coming from an SEC school, I'm automatically gonna give you a little bit of respect out the gate. But from what I've seen, from what I've heard, I am really excited about this guy. And I think everybody should be really excited. It's an upgrade, in my opinion, from Jaden Daniels. Ooh. And so, like they so ASU lost a lot of players. And I think like a lot of people's initial reactions are like, dang, like, you know, they lost like Some big, you know, they they lost, like, running backs and some, like, big name and and really talented um, weapons, but the, the guys that have transferred in as well have high ceilings, and... There's a lot of question marks, but again, like a lot of potential to exceed those expectations. I think a lot of people just don't really know because there's so many new pieces on this team. But in my opinion, they have a higher uh, ceiling than Arizona, no doubt. And Um, I definitely have more faith in the peeps up here in the Valley than I do um, down South. So that's my opinion. But honestly... Uh (laughs) I think a lot of people are projecting them to be among the worst in the Pac-12. I, I think Colorado
1: definitely finishes last, so we don't have to worry about Colorado. I think Colorado is a disaster
2: of a football program right now. All right, right Sean, now. what is your take?
0: I'm speechless, Mac. First off, um, ASU has a, the 17th best transfer um, class in the country. A, U of A is not top 25, so there's that. Um, a, Emery Jones, they have a better quarterback. Um, they have a better rush offense. Xavier Validay, the transfer from Wyoming, is uh, on the— the preseason watch list for the Doke Award for best running back in the country. Um, and Daniel Ngato is going to be a great number two. Um, their defense, I think, is going not going to be as good, bad as people think it's going to be. They got Nesta Jade Silvera, a transfer from Miami, who was probably the best player on that Miami defense. Jordan Clark is going to be a leader. They still have Merlin Robinson and Kyle Soley. Um, are we forgetting that U of A won one game last year? Like, is uh, one of the worst teams in yeah, the entire country trash. in powered football? Um, To expect them to make that big of a jump is a little little ridiculous. In fact,
2: this is uh, a great segue into right now. The DraftKings Sportsbook app has the over under on wins for a season for Arizona at three, three games like that's it. And ASU, on the other hand, their the line is at six. So, uh I've been burned and scorned by ASU in the past, and
1: I refuse to buy into the hype anymore. Not against ASU. I think Arizona State (sighs) is not a serious football program. I'm not saying Arizona is, but I'm just not buying into the hype. I'm sorry. I don't think that they have the camaraderie. I don't think they have the... The, what it takes to be a serious football team. I don't think they're going to make a bowl game this year. I don't think that they are going to be taken seriously anytime soon. So I'm not buying into the Arizona State hype. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't think that what they hype? are on the same level as other college football teams. And I think Arizona has a higher ceiling because of the way that they recruited. I think Jed Fish is the guy. And I just have more faith in Arizona. I'm not saying that Arizona is a miles better than Arizona State. I'm just saying Arizona is going to finish fourth, and Arizona State is going to finish fifth. It's not like I'm saying that Arizona is the best football team in the country. I'm just saying I have a little bit more faith in Arizona to deliver than I have in Arizona State right now.
0: What's Sue up, Tristan? <laughs> How you doing, Tristan? Arizona <laughs> is trash. Thank you.
1: <laughs> It doesn't matter what happened last year. Last year is completely wiped clean. Like, yes, they only won one football game last year, but they didn't have the talent that they recruited in the offseason. They now have another year with Jed Fish. Like, it's all
2: different. It's They're all different. They're over a set heading into the season. I don't, I don't care. This I don't isn't, look at lines. This look isn't at all the people agreeing basketball. with me.
0: This isn't college basketball. Like, one care. year of recruits, of care. freshmen, it's isn't going to change everything. It's my opinion. You're entitled, to, you're entitled to your care. wrong opinion. I'm Arizona just saying. not
2: going to be Arizona State this year. Sorry. But Sean, are you? Oh, my
0: God. Sean. Okay, Mike Luke.
2: Are you thinking that Arizona State is not amongst, like, the bottom of the Pac-12, though? Because I still think that whether you finish third or fourth in the Pac-12, like, I can't – I don't think that they're going to, like, massively, like – low expectations. I think they're
0: a middle of the pack. I have, I think oh, they're going to be sixth or seventh in the Pac 12. I think they will be third or fourth in the, in the, the South. Cause they have to deal with Utah and USC, who I think are going to be the best and third best teams, maybe second best in the, in the entire conference. Um,
2: for sure. But
0: they're better than Arizona and they're better than Colorado. Those um, are like
2: the two teams you can say, okay, like I agree with yeah, you on that. Yeah, they're,
0: but they're, I think like I don't have them in front of me, but we did power rankings on the, the ASU Sun Devil show at one point. Um, we're live at three by, today, by the way. Um, <laughs> and like there's a lot of question marks surrounding a lot of these teams. Like a lot of... T- t- Almost every school in this conference has a new quarterback this year. So if we're going to get in the quarterback thing, like it's a whole, everyone is going through something new. Um, And also everybody on this team, and I get it's a little bit of like a, you hear this all the time thing, but like everybody on this team is saying that they're closer than they've ever been. Like it's a super tight knit team now. Um, because they have all this noise that's fueling them, and people like Mac who are doubting them. Um, for the record, though, I like Mac's take is not like ridiculous by any means. Like, there's a lot of people who agree with Mac. Like, uh, the media has um, U of A finishing. There was three people that had ASU finishing last in the conference, even below Colorado, which that is ridiculous. Colorado is terrible. Um, so I'm not sitting here like Mac's not taking this out of nowhere. Like, it's a very I understand the take, but I think a as someone who as a fan of ASU, it's just I just I, I have a lot of faith in Emory Jones. I just
1: I have none. Arizona State's broken my heart so many times, and I'm over it. And in a bowl fig- game this Figure year. it out, and until they get a new athletic director, <laughs> I'm checked out of that program. I'm sorry, ASU in right, a bowl game All right, let's get rolling year. because we need to speed things up a little bit to get to the next segment.
2: All right. Well, before we head to our next segment, I I did mention that right now over under for Arizona is at three game or three wins this year heading into the season for ASU, it's six games. Um, If you want to get in on the action, if you feel strongly like Mikayla is and you want to put your money down, Uh, where your your beliefs are about one team or another, head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, download it, use that promo code PHNX. You can make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, that's using the promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply, though. See show notes for details. All right, let's do one last quick question because i know we had several that we're not going to get to and then we'll head into our final segment uh but one more question from our down in the dns
0: do you have a particular question you want
2: nope just throw it up for us sean
0: um let's do the snacks question
2: okay all right our last question is uh, what's the most overrated snack you can get at any sporting event? Ooh, that's a tough one. Ugh. I mean, I'm just going to flat out say peanuts are the most disgusting. Thank you. That food was what I was
0: going to say. Disgusting. I don't want to work for my food. I'm no. also allergic to peanuts.
2: <laughs> well, you might actually break out into hives and stop breathing if you eat them. That's one reason that they're overrated. But yeah, peanuts are disgusting. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, I want to, like,
1: mm, I. Oh, I don't know. I think I was going to go with one answer, but then I changed my mind. I wanted to explain my reasoning. So my favorite stadium snack of all time are soft pretzels. But I think that they can sometimes go one of two ways. Like sometimes you get like the most banging soft pretzel you've ever had in your life, like soft, buttery, the perfect amount of salt, like so good. And then sometimes you get a stale ass, cold, hard, no salt, lump of Hard <laughs> pretzel. Yeah, you're right. And it makes me so sad. And I can see why people would say soft pretzels are overrated because it's literally just bread and salt. And if it's bad, it's really bad. But I love soft pretzels too much to say that. So, I don't know. I also, like, I kind of want to be controversial and say hot dogs because, like, it's just a hot dog. Like, Most I can go home. I yeah, I can go home and stick a hot dog in the microwave and, like, put a bun in and then eat it. Like, it's not. Like- yeah, but if you put all the toppings on a hot dog, like, I don't
2: typically eat hot dogs, but I know how delicious they are.
1: Right, yeah. It's, it's definitely an experience, too. Like, if you're at a baseball game, you have to get a hot dog. So, like, I definitely understand that. But at the same time, like, it's a hot dog, like. I would never eat a hot dog at like a football game or a basketball game. So I think I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna be controversial. I'm gonna go with hot dog because it's literally just random parts of meat. <laughs> you just <laughs> and killed Sean. I feel. like. I don't care. That's what I'm That's all I'm crazy. trying to do today. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going with hot dog because my I think it's weird, gross, and also I'd beef. And if I want one, I can just go home and stick it in my. I, 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 so. I do
0: agree with you, Mac. If I'm not at a baseball game, I want nothing to do with a hot dog for the most part. It's really just I'm only in the mood if I'm at a baseball game.
1: Definitely.
2: All right, let's move on to our next and last segment, Producer Decides. And this is where Michaela gets super mad at Sean because he always takes me to win. Um, for the record, I am 0-2 in this
1: stupid <laughs> segment, and I'm already really annoyed with Sean, so this is going to be a great time. I'm so excited about this.
2: <laughs> oh, it's going to start a war. Uh, <laughs> All right, go for it, Sean. All
0: right, you know how this works. Um... I give you a question. You each get 90 seconds, I believe. Is that what we decided Yeah, on? 90, 90 seconds.
1: seconds. Also, you need to be in the middle of the screen.
0: I cannot do that in Ecamm. Oh, all um, right. But um, the first question that we have is a if, interesting one. I didn't even know this was a topic of conversation, to be honest with you. Um, but the question is, is fantasy football dead? Um, Mac, I'll have you go first because apparently you're annoyed with me and I want to win back. <laughs> I want to be back in your good graces. Um, so your time starts right now.
1: Look, fantasy football is a lot of work from getting a group together to drafting players like you're actually the GM of a team, to maintaining that roster throughout the entire football season, to making trades, to making roster decisions. Like, it's just so much work. And to me, it takes the enjoyment out of football. Like, if I... At my core, I am a football fan. I love to just sit on my couch, watch games, and enjoy them. But if I keep getting notifications on my phone about how bad my players are sucking, it makes me angry, like physically angry. And I don't enjoy that. Instead, I would like to invest my time and energy in sports betting and in money and actually potentially making money on live bets during football games. I think live betting on football is my favorite sport to live bet on and I would rather invest my time and energy into potentially winning money and to following along with the game when I'm sports betting. So I would rather do sports betting than fantasy football. I also think fantasy football has just gotten like ridiculous. Like the amount of vitriol in the internet from people making fun of the athletes for having a bad game and ruining their fantasy team. Like grow up. Like, come on. There are so many better things to spend your time and energy on than worrying about how your fantasy football team is doing. Like get a life. Go try sports betting. Make some money. <clears throat> bet on football and so i think um if it's between fantasy football and live sports betting i'm doing live sports betting and i think fantasy football is just i'm kind of over it
2: kind of over it
0: all right all right
2: hold on let me clear my throat before i go (laughs) (laughs) (coughs)
0: okay all right (laughs) kirsten your time starts now
2: all right i love fantasy football it allows me to keep in touch with friends, former co-workers from all over the country that I haven't seen in ages. If only for a season, I'll take it. For me, it's the sending memes to friends without having actual conversations type of relationships that I need in my life. It provides a bit of friendly competition, something that I also need and crave. And Yes, it is a lot of work, and it's hard to remember to set a lineup every week. We've all forgotten to do it, been screwed by forgetting to start set the lineup and consequently st- starting a quarterback that is on a bye, and it sucks, and it's infuriating. And you begin to question why you ever play this game in the first place. But it is the most fun if you are fully invested it's a way to also keep track of all the teams and players and how they're doing it. It's like a another seconds. great way to just keep your eyes on the NFL. And it's so great that in an entire TV show, around its greatness, shout out to the Shiva Trophy, daily or even in-game sports betting is just seconds. your quick fix. It is truly wonderful in its own right, but it can never replace pure fantasy football
0: okay um yeah i'm sorry mac (laughs) um first off why not both like i i bet on sports and i and i play fantasy Uh, there
2: are a lot of people that no longer play fantasy though and just do like in-game or like daily sports betting a lot of people
0: that's crazy i'm but like i mean first off if you're for your to max point about like People getting mad at players for fantasy when they got actual money on the line like it doesn't get any better like people get mad at players for losing their bets um plus like i, I don't know fantasy just fun i'm a competitive person so like when i get an opportunity to compete in someone and also make my friends look stupid um i relish in the opportunity so
2: am i the only one that like plays with people that like the co-workers that i like that i was working with like five years ago oh yeah my yeah. my
0: League, I have friends with that I played with in college that I haven't seen in like three years. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you in that sense too. It is a cool way to reconnect with people that you haven't seen in a while. And also the League. I fucking love that show. So <laughs> uh, topic one point goes to Chirsten. Um Now on for our second topic though. Um, in honor of the Field of Dreams, you want to watch the video first in case people don't know oh, what we're talking snap. about?
2: Oh Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So this happened yesterday at the Field of Dreams game. All
0: right! Let me hear you!
2: carry in hologram form is yeah. Uh, unbelievable yeah that was really cool that
1: was everything that i've wanted in a field of dreams game field of dreams is obviously one of my favorite baseball movies so to just have that all like that that scenery they set up the game the uniforms like harry carrie singing the seventh stretch like oh my gosh it was so unreal like i loved every second of that. Um, obviously, he, it was a hologram, but I thought it was so cool. So nostalgic. I literally would have started crying real tears if I was mm. there, like on site, just sobbing Chill. my eyes out.
0: <laughs> Are you aware? Do you know what the uncanny valley is? It's yeah. like the uncomfort uncomforting feeling you get when you see something that's like really close to being real and human, but you know isn't. It's the reason that a lot of people don't like the movie Polar Express. That's what I got from that. It made me so uncomfortable. It just I, I like the the idea behind it. It just gave me shivers because you could just you could there's a little bit you could tell where it's not real. It's, I, I mean, obviously it's not real,
2: but it's so special and like what a way to honor somebody in my opinion. I was at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, and they have like this whole setup where it's like this hologram show of people like legends of the game. And I remember like sitting in there being like Gosh, this is as close as I'm ever going to get of experiencing what it was like to play, you know, you know, in the early days of football or whatever, or like be around legends that I'll obviously never get to be around. So, like, I am all for that. I think it's an amazing way to honor somebody and just such a cool experience for people who obviously would have never gotten to experience and only can can read about it or, you know, watch videos or like whatever the case is. So I think it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can Big understand family. why you would think it was cool. It's just a, it just makes me a little too uncomfortable. But in honor of the Field of Dreams thing, our second Producers Decides topic is uh, pretty simple. What is the best sports movie of all time? Since Mac went first last time, I'll let Chirsten go first this time. And your time starts right now.
2: The best sports movie of all time, by far, is Rudy. The best movies in general are the ones that just write themselves. The ones that light a fire in you and can make you, even for a moment after you watch it, just believe in yourself. Also, the ones that are based on true events for like that's what does it for me. Like if it's if a movie is inspiring and also based on true events, like. I'm all here here for that. And that is Rudy. It's a story of an underdog. Rudy had every reason, circumstance uh, as to why he'd never be able to fulfill his dream of playing football at Notre Dame. Uh, He overcame obstacles, poverty, dyslexia, physical hurdles, tragedy, all the things in this real story uh, that set him back. And he fought his way onto the team to become a fighting Irish and all leads to him getting carried off the field. Again, you just can't write a script better than that. And the final play of his season, the dude records a sack. Like, seconds. are you kidding me? Again, you can't make it up. It's an amazing story, but it's also an amazing story because it's true. Um, and it sends a message to anyone that's ever been an under- underdog in life that, you know, with relentless grit, you can seconds. accomplish your dreams, all the things, and that's what gets me up for any sports movie and that's why it's rooty for me.
0: All right. And then, Matt, your time starts right now.
2: Well, sticking the same vein
1: of true stories and an underdog, my favorite sports movie and the best sports movie of all time by far and away is Miracle. I can't say enough about this movie. Obviously, it's based on true events, but the two reasons it's the best sports movie on all time is simple. It has raw emotion. Miracle is the ultimate underdog movie, and it also goes in with one of the most historic sporting events in the history of America during a time where the Cold War was raging and all emotions were really high. Very rarely do we get really true patriotic moments as watching the USA defeat Russia and win a gold medal. There are few times in history where I have felt more proud to be American, even though I wasn't alive, Watching that movie made me feel that pride and the raw emotions, the true underdog story, the unbelievable tale of coming from behind and beating the commies is just something that I love with my entire heart. It's inspirational, it's marked with greatness at every end from grueling beautiful practice scenes to the final five seconds of the game when they finally beat Russia. 30 seconds. And two, it has meaning. While people would probably say like movies like Rudy also have meaning, they would seem to forget the purpose of this movie, which is something far greater than ourselves which is the pride in our country and the ability to come from behind and seconds. do something as amazing as what that team did when they beat russia to win the gold medal miracle and that also okay can we talk about the locker room scene really quick that locker room scene and that speech makes me cry like a baby every single time that speech locker room is one of the best cinematic scenes in any history uh, of any movie ever miracle is the best sports movie of all time no doubt.
0: Okay. I'm not going to penalize you for going slightly over the time, um, <laughs> mainly because I don't think this one's even close. Like Miracle is the movie. I first like. off, first off of the scene, who do you play for? Who do you play for? Tills. United States. That,
2: I cannot that, argue with patriotism for a second. And like, so.
0: I like, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, I'm ready to, to punch a Russian in the face type thing. Like <laughs> I, I, that movie is amazing. And also, it's, do you believe in miracles is one of the greatest, uh. like, Play-by-play calls, if not the greatest play-by-play call in history. That movie is just absolutely iconic. And just, yeah, like Max said, the context of it, Cold War, the Russians were basically cheating, putting professionals against college kids, and these college kids just embarrassed Russia or the Soviet Union. Um, yeah, I don't think it's it's particularly close. Miracle, I agree. <laughs> I, I, the only movie I will say that I think might compete, for the, in my opinion, for the greatest sports movie of all time is Remember the Titans. Um, but between these two, I think Miracle. I love Rudy. I, like I understand the love for it, but Miracle is just on a whole we different level.
2: We are Marshals and other. I mean, there's so yeah, many there's, the ones. Yeah, sports movies
0: are I love amazing. Hoosiers. Yeah, um, Hoosiers is a great one. Um, Invincible, right? Was that the one with yeah. um, Mark Wahlberg? The like, there's just so there's many so great many sports many good movies. Ones. Um,
1: Moneyball, kind of. Money
0: Moneyball is a good one. I do love that. I love the meme that came out of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this point goes to Mac. It, sorry, Sharers. This is not one no, not particularly I mean, I close. Um, also, going yeah, like Elizabeth said, going to the Miracle on Ice Museum, like being in – I've been there at the, the rink in Lake Placid, and you're standing there, and you're like – you could just feel like the, just the moment. It's, its That's so cool. It's incredible. Um, but moving on to our final topic and our decider, will Mac finally be able to get off the loser board, or will she move to 0-3? Um, the answer is no. And we'll see. Um, if you're Nets owner Joe Tsai, um, and it's not this is not like who do you think's right and who's wrong. Like it's if you're Joe Tsai and you have to make a decision between keeping generational talent KD or keeping the leaders of your franchise really and your head coach Steve Nash, obviously a valley hero, and general manager Sean Marks, the guy who was basically responsible for putting this team together in the first place. Um, who do you decide with um, this time? We'll go with Mac first. Mac, your time starts right. No. look
1: I'll keep this short and sweet talent like KD is a diamond do- is very it's not diamond do- it's very rare in the NBA and you can get a GM and a head coach pretty much anywhere those are the dime a dozen so I think you should take KD's side no doubt no questions about it if you have a shot of keeping KD and Kyrie together with Ben Simmons on the roster and trying to have a competitive season this year you take it Steve Nash as a head coach sucks sorry Steve Nash sorry Phoenix Suns fans I know you love him here in the Valley but his first year as a coach of the that's, Horrible, 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 horrible. And I think he's easily replaceable. Obviously, Sean Marks is the guy that put this team together. But again, you can get good GMs. There are a dime a dozen in the NBA, and you can't replace KD. I'm sorry, but KD is an immeasurable talent. He is a superstar. He's in the top five percent of talent in the NBA. And if you have a chance of keeping him together on this roster, running it back, trying to be better than you were last year with Kyrie on your roster as well. I think you have to take it because otherwise the option is doing this weird half in, half out rebuild, trying to get talent better. Trying Trying to like be competitive without KD. I'm sorry, but you have to keep KD at all costs. I don't care what it takes. Steve Nash is a shit head coach. <laughs> sorry, Steve Nash. Don't cancel me. 20 seconds Suns fans. But if I were if I were Cy, I would take KD's side in a heartbeat and I would do whatever it takes
2: to keep keep KD on my roster.
0: All right. You have been heard, Mac. Uh now your turn, Tristan. Your time starts. Now.
2: So first and foremost, great GMs and head coaches are not dime a dozen. <laughs> They are hard to find. And also it is about taking sides because Josiah already took his stance to Twitter and said that he is in defense and in support of his front office and his coaching staff. So he already came out and said that. So it kind of is in reality about taking sides one way or another with Kevin Durant giving him an ultimatum. What message would it send if you allow one player? And I know Sean thinks it happens all the time in the NBA, but what message would it send if you allow one player, I don't care if you're Kevin Durant, LeBron James, or Michael Jordan, to allow them to speak out, throw a fit, say, I don't like the way that they lead, doesn't sit well with me, and you will just go inside with the player and fire the staff, fire the general manager that you had faith in and you personally probably hired? to be the general manager and then signed off on signing your head coach. Like, listen, I get it if you want out. I get it if you don't see eye to eye with the head coach or general manager. It happens all the time in every industry. But at this point... Kevin Durant has crossed a line with now throwing people under the bus. If you don't like it, fine. Say you don't like it, say you want out. But you're going to throw your head coach and your general manager and then have the audacity to say, I'm going to give you an ultimatum to the owner? It's me or them? That's too much. Josiah, I am totally siding with you. Stand up for your front office, for the people that you hired, as well as your head coach, and don't allow a player of any caliber to... Get away with throwing that kind of fit um, and supporting them in that. You have to support the people that you've put in place to lead.
0: All right. I uh, stopped paying attention to the clock, so you did go a little over, but that's my fault. I can't <laughs> penalize you for that. Um, look, um, I, I agree with you that finding a good coach and a good GM. Is not a dime a dozen, but like Max said, Steve Nash is not a good basketball coach. So finding a bad basketball what is coach. What does matter is, though? Why?
2: So so you're so a player comes and speaks out against yes. it. When that you're Kevin Durant, happens, yes, so often.
0: LeBron James literally, like he literally, literally got the David Black fired.
2: Cleveland bu-
1: from
0: yes. office
2: under the bus. When you're like,
0: one of the greatest players of all it. time, you get to do that. It's just the reality of
2: it. LeBron uh, James has done it. It doesn't mean that other that you should fire your GM as well. Listen, if it means it you, it you get to keep that, LeBron James, it was yes, it uh, Head coach, I would get. I, that's one thing, but you're talking about fire your freaking general manager and your head coach, or keep me. It's easier I, to, no, than than it. to replace I'm, a than to replace a I don't work with ultimatums. No, 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 no.
0: Well, no. unfortunately, you're not Josiah. You're not Kevin Durant. Um,
2: <laughs> but listen, Josiah the, agrees with me.
0: I mean, yes, I agree, I agree with you, but it's not about what Josiah. You about probably just be saying that, but Josiah, on, the, on
1: the other hand, be like Katie. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep you here, bro. Like, listen. So,
0: like I said earlier, I do view this not like. Like, he originally came out and said, he's like, you're trading me no matter what. And then the, the the Nets came, and they had another meeting with him, and they're like, what can we do to keep you? And he was honest with them. He's like, if you want to keep me, I don't like where this team is. I don't like the front office. If you want to keep me, you have to get rid of them. I don't think, like, I I... I it's not like he came out and was just like, fuck Steve Nash, fuck Sean Marks. I don't want nothing to do with this. He was like, I think he he didn't do that originally. It, it, it was It's not like he's ever come out publicly and said this. It was after they had a meeting and then those reports came out. Um, obviously, we don't know where they came from. Listen, if I'm Josiah, the rea- if you are in a position, you paid these players all this money, you're trying to win right now. I don't think there's anything you can do. I don't think you can trade KD. And do anything to get you closer to a championship, especially with Steve Nash being your coach. Where I do does not... it
2: end? You hire a new coach, and what if he doesn't get along with that guy? I mean, like, where does it end? And you going. fire
0: him until Keep you going. fire Keep you fire him oh, until you, go go you go fire
2: him. Go like, <laughs> like
0: the reality of it is, is that Steve Nash is not a good coach. And if like I get that firing Sean Marks too might be a little bit of throwing out the baby with the bathwater type thing, but I, I think I think the reality of it is, is that trading KD does not get you any closer to a championship firing Steve Nash and keeping KD and getting... Look, look at what happened. Look That's
2: what, what I'm hearing. not about Just, Steve just Nash. drop the
1: hammer. Just drop it, the it hammer, Sean. Just drop Steve the hammer.
0: One last thing. Look at what happened with Cleveland. They had David Blatt... Uh, LeBron James didn't like him. They fired. Uh, they they fired him. Hired Tyron Lue, and what happened? They ended up winning a right, championship. It's not the
2: hammer. also about the hammer. The hammer. will be a? dropped a? right now. A? The winner
0: is Cheersden. Just kidding. It's Mac, obviously. <laughs> like it's not even close. <gasps> Mac finally gets Dude, on a winner. I'm right. gonna
1: right. throttle you if Sean goes missing. Nobody come looking for him because
2: <laughs> I murdered him. Better argument. Because Mikhail <laughs> is visibly upset with him, and Ooh, he was like, "I have to." I mean, no, it was math better. does it's not It's so scare much me. harder
0: to
1: replace Katie <laughs> than it is a general manager and a head coach. I would fire no. fire them in a no. freaking heartbeat. Listen, that's the I'm wrong saying, message. I, I, if you're not ready to work in a league of superstars, then don't be an owner of a basketball yeah, team.
0: Yeah, that's a fact. This is what the NBA no. is for far too long. It's what the for NBA turned into. Long. The
1: players have all the control now, and yeah. if you're not willing to ride that ride and go along with it, then don't own a that's basketball team. That's disgusting. That's
0: how the No, I don't. It's not disgusting. This is the NBA, the players are the only ones risking stuff here these millionaires billionaires are going to be billionaires no matter what Steve Nash is still going to be Steve Nash Sean Marks can get a job somewhere else Kevin Durant's career can end tomorrow he could go tear his ACL tear his Achilles again his career is over this being a player-led league is the way it should be. The players should have the power because they are the ones that there is no, no league. No, that's
2: so screwed up to be able to, to say like, listen, I don't like your general manager. I don't like the coaching staff. Fire all of them and then that's I'll stay. That's how it works. That's no. how, that's the reality. That's how it works, listen, Sean. Listen, if you,
0: if if you had the NBA right now, if you made Mack and I the head coach and the GM of the Phoenix Suns today, people are still watching it because they want to see Devin Booker. They want to see yep. DA. If you put Mac and I on the court tomorrow, Facts. the NBA does not exist. Facts. That's the reality okay, of sports.
2: You're turning this facts, into something facts, facts. that it's not. <laughs> like, that is such a stretch of an argument. It's like, not. It's, it's a player led league. The stretch. players
0: are the most important part of this. They should have the power, especially when you're one of the greatest basketball players of all time.
1: Okay. Facts. <laughs> I, I won. So <laughs> That's all that matters. Uh, all right. I think we have enough tension between all of us that we all need to go pop some OGs because David, do you holy you have any cow. Bad takes? Um, that was quite the argumentative episode, but I'm here for it. We love the spicy takes, but we definitely need some OGs. We need to calm our nerves a little bit, so I'm gonna go find a 10 milligram orange creamsicle sativa and chill the fuck out. Because holy cow, that was awesome! If you want to be like me and get your weekend started early with some OGs, head over to your local dispensary and pick some up now. They have a seasonal limited edition of flavor out right now. It's pina colada. The creamy coconut and the pineapple blended together so perfectly is the perfect flavor for summer. It's almost as good as the orange creamsicle, but orange creamsicle is still my favorite with pina colada as a close second. We are also partnering with OGs to give you free stuff. And we all know you like free stuff. Enter the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. One winner will receive three, yes, three bags of OGs, including Orange Creamsicle and Tropical Flavors, an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Sign up at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years or older to Purchase, speaking of gopigenics.com, sign up for a membership while you're there. We might not look like it right now, but we're family,
2: mm-hmm. and we all love each other, and we want you to become a part Honestly, of that family. We probably do look like most people's families.
0: This yeah, is true. I argue my with my sisters all like the time. Cats and dogs. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone hard at y'all if I didn't um, like the and porn boxer
1: in the chat. Sean has fallen asleep on our <laughs> oh, oh, um,
0: on, on, our on. Listen, No, they've been kicked monitor. out. They've been kicked out. You didn't need to acknowledge thank it. You, they don't disappear oh, here, though. Sorry,
2: they don't appear. Oh well, they were. And
0: also, it was intern David that did it.
2: Oh, thank you, intern David. Also, I actually made this. Comment yesterday, Sean yelled an explicitive at me for not going to eat crappy food, that. and and as and I turned to Michaela and I said, I think that was our moment. I think Sean and I are, are officially like friends. So
0: yeah, <laughs> there's no way. I'm pretty sure I said, "quote Go fuck yourself for yeah, not eating no. bar food." You <laughs> Oh yeah, I said yeah. Whatever. Um, I wouldn't sorry, have done that if, you're if I did a like. You. With
1: a child in the car, just like bleep out the rest of this. Podcast. Listen, this is PH
0: You got it. You got to know what you're getting. But into seriously,
1: we're a family. So sign up to become a part of that family. You can get your first month for only fifty cents, or you can sign up an annual membership and get a free t-shirt. There's a ton of great benefits to being a member, including access to our members only Discord where you can talk with all of us whenever you want about whatever you want to. We have member-only sales. You're the first to know about fun things like our Madden League, which you can sign up for on our Twitter account. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the fun things. Leave us a five-star review if you're listening to this on an audio format. We really appreciate it. It helps us out more than you can know. And uh, thanks. Did you have fun? (laughs) I had an absolute blast. I hope
2: everyone has a fantastic weekend. (laughs) Happy Friday and we'll see you next Friday at 1230. Bye.